Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
Buenas noches, senorita. Are you ready? Because it's time. The Sunshine Happy Pants Hour is on the air. Featuring the jack of all trades and master of none, Joel. Does anyone else smell fried chicken? Couldn't have picked a shorter podcast name. That's like a mouthful right there. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Sunshine Happy Pants Hour, episode 164. I am your host, Joel, and uh, this should be a fairly typical week in the grand scheme of things. Uh, if you can find me, uh, locate me on Facebook.com. Just look up Joel Happy Pants Hour. That's K-P-A-N-T-S. You can also shoot me an email at joelhappypants at gmail.com or on Twitter at joelhappypants. Uh, this show is available through iTunes, Stitcher, TalkShoe, and PodDirectory.com, and someday soon on google podcast however i have just not had the time to fidget around with that too much because they are just giving me trouble over there but you can also check out my old shows or other shows uh, including 40 going on 14 with mike pat and josh which uh, is available through 40 14.com itunes stitcher talks you blueberry musings of a geek podcast network and streaming saturdays at noon on geek life radio as well as on google podcast once that is available uh, you can also shoot us an email at 40 go 14 at gmail.com or on uh, voicemail at 708 now wrap that's 708-669-9727 or on twitter at 40go14 as well as on facebook look us up there i also do another show with killer wilba called the coffin joe cast that is available through itunes talk show libsyn and stitcher you can send us an email at coffin at gmail.com look us up on facebook at the coffin joe cast or send us a voicemail at 661-434-5956 at 661-434-kwjo you can also find my old shows, obviously Oblivious, The Awful Show, and The Undercover Unitards uh, floating out there on iTunes and TalkShoe. They're readily available if you want to go check those out. I also write for The CreeperCast, which is a horror podcast uh, with Jason, Jeff, and Mike. I'm not on the actual show. I just write uh, movie reviews, articles, top ten lists, etc. And we're getting ready to gear up for uh, the holiday horror season. So look for some holiday horror reviews coming here very soon of some recent uh, independent Horror films that have been released or going to be released for Christmas time. Uh, all the music tonight is provided to us by the artists themselves. Go purchase it directly from them, or if you don't uh, like to get digital music, then support your local record store. Go there, pick it up on vinyl or CD, and uh, give the money to the local providers. I don't. Didn't come out the way I wanted. <laughs> but anyway, uh, you can also check out my blog at a momentary lapse with joel.blogspot.com or my defunct comic strip, Gregory the Really Angry Robot. You can find that on Facebook.com. Just look up Gregory the Really Angry Robot. Uh, the first song we heard tonight is Playing Dead by Chunk. No, Captain Chunk, which is a brand new band to me. Really like them. Uh, if you have not checked them out yet or have ever heard of them before, then here is your brand spanking opportunity to go fall in love just like i did a big fan already and i've only heard the one song um the next song i'm going to hear before we get into the middle of things is called crushing grief no remedy it's by neck deep and when we come back we will begin the show so here we go
All right, and we are back. You'll have to forgive me if the uh, heater kicks on. It currently is, well, that time of year. Also, I apologize in advance if the microphone settings are a little off. Uh, I upgraded to Windows 10 yesterday, and upon trying to put things back together, I realized that these settings are now weird, and I've been trying to fix them, and I can't seem to get them right. So anyway, that was Crushing Grief by No Remedy. I'm sorry, that was Crushing Grief, No Remedy by Neck Deep. Wow, that was terrible, but what are you going to do? Anyway, with the holiday season coming up, uh, Thanksgiving is right around the corner. Next week is a three-day week, and then it kicks into an extended four-day weekend. There is a lot going on. There is Christmas music everywhere. There is holiday specials that are kicking into gear. Everybody's getting offended over this thing or that thing, and it's just, you know, that time of year. Uh, Christmas is just around the corner, and I know for hmm, almost as long as I can remember, people have always considered me a hard guy to shop for. And I guess they figure that uh, I've got everything I you know want or that I have weird eclectic tastes that they can't locate things for me or that um, you know they'll buy something and I already have it, which has happened on a couple of occasions. Uh, great minds think alike. But in the day and age now, um, there's such wonderful things as Amazon wish lifts. Wish lift? I can't talk. Well, the Amazon wish list. And what kind of is interesting about that is that as much as you can go in, pick out the things you want, kind of like a wedding registry or something like that, you or a baby registry, you can pick out all the things you want, but you kind of know what you're going to get. Now, with me, I kind of go overboard and I just put anything and everything and, and just get a little nutty with it. But at the same time, anything that's on there are things that I'm interested in. Nothing that I really need, just things that I want, because the things that I need, I, I get occasionally, and the things that I want, I get even less occasionally. But that way, does it take the fun out of it? And to me, I guess it doesn't because there are so seldomly that I will go out and get things that I want. Um, you know, I kind of have to wait and bide my time and save money and, and it's just a, a process to go and be able to do uh, those types of things and just buy fun things here and there. But um, so for me, it's, it's, it's a nice thing because then I know that I'm getting the things that I, I really want. But, um, you know, how do you feel about it? I mean, do you feel that that's kind of cheating? Do you think that's a smart idea? I guess it's no different than when you're a kid and you write up your, your Christmas list to Santa and you mail it to North Pole or you give it to your parents to take, you know, to the post office for the North Pole, which means that they kind of hang on to it until they get you stuff themselves. Oops, spoilers. Uh, yeah, Santa isn't real. But it, at the same time, is, is that a letdown? Is that, that kind of make you feel like you're maybe not doing things the way you should because a gift should be something from the heart something that it shows that you care about that person or that you put some thought into it or effort uh, whether it's making something for them or writing something or buying something there should be something more to it than just a, oh hey i went out and bought some toilet paper and wrapped it up for you merry christmas yeah i mean it's functional and it can be fun at times but it's not really something that you necessarily wouldn't buy for yourselves so it isn't a necessity unless you're in a certain weird kind of situation where you long to have toilet paper i don't know where i was going with that but i have uh, filled up my wish list this year I, I don't know what happened to my wish list from last year i used to have a pretty big one but it, it all seemed to have disappeared when i logged in there the other day but i rebuilt it i put all new things just things for this year and i put it up and hoping that uh the couple two one two people that actually buy me presents anymore if they were to get something outside of a gift card that they would use that and, and take advantage. But if not, it's just kind of a storage place for me to say, you know what, I thought that was pretty cool. I'd like to get that someday. I'm going to leave that here. And uh, as I get older and the cost of tuition goes up and other things start to happen, 
where money becomes less and less of a possibility, I realize that uh, I'm going to have to continue to wear holy jeans for the rest of my life, pretty much, which is okay. You know, I'm I, uh, doing things for other people, and that's the f- thing that is kind of the most important thing to me is to kind of give unto others. And uh, things come back to you eventually, you know, things come back around. And that's not exactly where this topic was supposed to go. But you know how it is on this show. Things just kind of wander in a direction. But the other thing that came up this week, which um, is probably something you're familiar with if you work in any sort of corporate environment or a job where there's people that are uh, holiday themed or holiday motivated, is the ever-present secret Santa. And I know when I was a kid, um, because the family kept growing and my cousins and myself and um, aunts and uncles and grandma and grandpa and all of that continued to get larger and larger. Uh, it became more and more of a thing to do what we called um, the happiness box. And the happiness box was basically a white elephant gift or a secret Santa type gift. Uh, secret Santa is a bit more uh, something you would actually want, whereas white elephant is something that's just kind of silly, something that you don't really need anymore that you want to throw away or that is a joke gift. And my cousins and uncle and, and aunt always thought they were hilariously funny. And so we would get out the happiness box. We'd bring stuff from home. And and uh, when we traveled out to Lincoln, Nebraska to go visit, visit with uh, the family out there, we would then on Christmas Day, after we were done with our regular presents, we would do the happiness box. And there were all kinds of crazy stuff in there. I remember, I remember sometimes you get a good thing like a, a Mad Libs or uh, something like that. Other times you get like electric toilet paper, which was basically a corn cob with a plug attached to it. You know, silly stuff that you'd find at the dollar store at a weird kind of uh, cheap gift shop somewhere. But it was always fun. It was always a good time. And, you know, that I can kind of get behind it. But Secret Santa always kind of bugged me. And I don't know what it is about it because in theory, it's it's a nice concept. You're buying something from somebody else, maybe not even somebody you would necessarily buy for normally. You're... um doing it based on kind of like like a general list of things that they are into. Like they provide you with a list of like this is stuff I like, this is places I like to eat, this is stuff I don't like. And so there is some thought put into it. There is kind of that caring that goes into gifts for family and friends. But it's uh, it's an unknown thing where you give it to them and you don't necessarily have to reveal yourself. Some people do. And it's supposed to be fun. But for some reason, I just, I don't, I don't know. It always, I guess, feels kind of like it's forced on you. And if it's something you're, you want to do and it's a voluntary thing, I'm all for it. But when you kind of feel railroaded into it or whatever and the, the the amount, the limit is higher than you want and it turns into a Michael Scott $160 iPod kind of thing, then it just gets, I don't know, it gets to be a little bit too much. Because I have a hard enough time buying for the people that I love, let alone, uh, you know, people that I kind of am an acquaintance with. So for me, Secret Santa, eh, stay secret in my opinion. Um but if you want to buy me something, you can always stop and uh, take a look at uh, my wish list. You just need to know my my name or if you know my real email address, uh, you can find it that way. Or just shoot me a private message and I'll be happy to send it to you. But I fully intend you not any of you to do that. I'm totally kidding. I'm completely and utterly just joking. Um, so anyway, let's go ahead and jump into the next song because this topic is kind of petered out at this point. Uh, like Jay Peterman and his catalog of wonders. The next time I'm going to hear is called How Does It Feel? It's by Citizen. And when we come back, we will get into our next topic. So here we go.
All right. And we are back. That was How Does It Feel by Citizen. And I apologize. I just, I'm feeling really off today. Like, I don't know. It's it's a strange thing. And all shall be revealed at some point. But right now, uh, we're just going to leave it at that. It's, it's kind of, I don't know, just off my game. But anyway, um, something that's happened recently, and speaking about buying things for yourselves, uh, you know, little things to me are always things that kind of make me the happiest. Just like um, buying a new pop or something Doctor Who related or a t-shirt, uh, a pair of jeans, you know, little things that probably in the grand scheme of things, I, I said that a lot, but don't really mean much. But to me, you know, is always something that uh, makes me like, I don't know, excited. So uh, right now, uh, the car that we've, that uh, the, the second car that I've got, there's uh, the Hyundai, which is in good shape, running well, good gas mileage, nice little car, does what it's supposed to, has a decent uh, radio involved. The other car that I've got that was kind of a hand-me-down from a grandmother is a 99 Buick LeSabre Smashy 2, as I believe Charlie called it, and it is falling apart. It's got a gas leak. The tires are not holding air. It's got a ton of mileage on it. Needs to be licensed again. It's just a mess. It's it's a it's got a duct tape trunk for the love of Pete. I mean, the whole thing is just it's worth more in scrap metal than it is to repair it. To be honest with you, so it's it's something that. Uh, I just, I, it's time to get a different car. So I went out car shopping and I've been looking online a lot and trying to find something. And I've kind of narrowed it down to a couple of models that I really like. And I went out and, uh, you know, had a set price, set mile, set mileage range and was like, look, this is what I can do. This is how much I can spend. And it drives me nuts. Car shopping is the worst because you go there, you tell them, this is as much as I've got. This is, this is what I need hook me up with something and I don't think I'm asking for the world maybe my speculate my uh, guidelines are a little bit tight but they're not impossible uh, I've, I've seen them online they're not impossible the problem is is that Rockford is uh, you know the second largest city in Illinois but it's still kind of a small city and Chicago which is about an hour and a half away I could probably go out there and spend a day and get a car uh, same day drive home be good no more problems but it's an hour and a half drive roughly hour minimum to get to like Aurora, one of the outlying suburbs, it's uh, tolls, it's gas, it's time that I don't have. So, you know, for me, it's it's easier to try and just wait for something here in town than it is to make that drive. But I'm finding that, uh, you know, the prices there are quite a bit less, although I think the taxes are probably a bit higher. And uh, so anyway, I went to a place where I knew one of the, the salesmen, I knew the owner of the establishment through family members. So, you know, I figured, all right, I get a pretty good deal this way. I could probably, you know, get uh, what they paid for it and find something and be done and just let's get this over with. So I get there, see the car that just is perfect and just immediately spoke to me, right color, right make model, right ish, right-ish mileage for the most part. Price was a little bit higher than I wanted, but it was still within my budget. And I was like, let's take it for a test drive. Beautiful. Showed me a couple other cars that mileage was way too high. Prices were right, but you know, I'm not going to budge on one of the other. I got to kind of hit it right in that middle sweet spot. So I said, let's take it for a test drive. It had snowed, started snowing the night before, was still snowing a bit, probably about, I don't know what the total range, but it was, it was a pretty good dumping. So roads were kind of slick. And uh, so I didn't go for a huge test drive, but I did take it around the block with uh the guy that i knew that was a salesman so he's telling me about the car of course and doing a, a light sale you know still he's doing his job but at the same time he's not pushing things like most dealers do and i like to ask stupid questions to kind of make them 
uh, <laughs> off the guard and kind of, uh, you know, establish a relationship like asking, you know, how many trunks or how many bodies can fit in the trunk or, you know, are there compartments to hide your drugs from across the border, that sort of thing. So uh, get around the block, like the way it feels. Uh, just it feels like the right car. It just feels like when I was um, uh, getting my first car after my the car that I bought when I turned 16, which incidentally I, I did all the negotiations on that. So right out, out of the gate from the first time I ever bought a car, it was all me. So I knew how to deal with um, dealers. So felt right. Felt like my 94 Honda Civic that I bought that just was my favorite car I've ever owned. I love that car. And I've always wished that I could get another one. And not that I want another 94, but just something very much along the same lines. And this one felt like that car. So for me, it was like, dude, let's, let's do this. You know, I was supposed to be boom or dude, but it came out doom. <laughs> it was just like, let's do this. We get back, pull, pull in uh, next to my Hyundai that I drive currently. Um, and, you know, get inside and I'm like, all right, so the mileage is a little higher than I want, but you guys said we could, you know, meet my price range. So I think, you know, let's try and make this happen. So the guy that I know that's the owner, he's standing there and he's like, we can't do that price. And the guy that's a salesman, he looks at me, he's like, yeah, we can't do that price. And I'm like, wait, before we left, you said that this amount was the amount that you could reach on this car um, based on what you know, you're asking for it versus what you think you can get for it and what I need to be able to be at to be comfortable and not have to, you know, have a car payment um, and not to, you know, or not to have anything. Uh, anyway, you get the point to not have much into it. So it's it's a easy thing to add to daily life. So they're like, no, yeah, that's just more than what or that's less than what we paid for it. So we can't do that. I'm like, well, why did you tell me before we even left to go test drive it, that, that this was a possibility. And that just, that kind of stuff just drives me crazy because you go somewhere to someone that you feel or that you know, or that you've been told, not only are they family in some regard, they're also friends. They're also people that you spend time with outside of work. And so you expect them to at least be upfront and honest with you. Not that they're going to not try and do their job and they're not going to still try and, you know, make something on the commission or they're going to try and, you know, make the most that they can for the car. But you should be walking in there with the expectation that you're going to walk out with a straightforward and, and upfront kind of situation. And that didn't happen. And that just, I just, I, that bothers the crap out of me because I, I, they knew that I wanted the car. And so to me, that was just using the same tactic that they use on everybody else where they get you the car that, that uh, is right into your line of what you want but it's outside of it enough that they're going to make what they need and you're going to end up paying more than you want and not getting what you want. So, you know, I said, look, here's here's the deal. It's The mileage is too high. This is what I can do. Take it or leave it. And they're like, yeah, we're just not going to do it. I said, all right, fine. So have a good day. See you later. Walking out the door. Not going to look back. Um, if they call me in a week and say, sure, we can do that price, I will, might have to negotiate a little more because... At that point, a week's gone by, and uh, it's time and money out of my pocket that I've spent. So, you know, tough crap. But at the same time, <laughs> it's the car I want. It's it's the perfect car for me. And I, uh, yeah, so I've started looking around, and I've seen other um, colors and and similar ones, same lower mileage, lower cost in the Chicagoland area. But again, we're back to this whole driving around thing. And when I get there, who's to say that I'm gonna either a find that car 
or that they're going to make the deal that I'm expecting. So it's just this, I don't know. I just, I hate it. I just want to go in and it's like going to the grocery store. If it's the price is on there, then I want to pay that price. Or if it's a known fact that you can go in and negotiate to reach a price and I'm not asking for them to drop it, you know, $5,000, I'm asking for a grand off, maybe a little more, maybe a little less, then it's within reason because I know what the markup is and I know what they're looking for. And I called uh, another uh, salesman that I've been working with who is part of the same group of dealers in the area. The, the whole area is kind of monopoly as a monopoly on one particular um, dealership. But, uh, you know, and I said, hey, do you by any chance have this car still available? Because it's advertised, so he doesn't have to know that I went and drove it. And he's like, oh, yeah. And I said, well, can we get it to this price? And I told him the same thing that I wanted from the other guy. And he told me, you know, this is how much... Uh, we have into it. So no, we can't go that low right up front, which I appreciated. But (laughs) what made me kind of upset was the fact that the amount that he quoted me was uh, that they have into it is less than what they told me that they had into it at the other place. So once again, proof that they were just doing their job and treating me like anybody else off the street. And that just won't fly. So the car shopping joys continue as... I uh, am still without a car, and I don't know if and or when it will happen, but I know what I want, and I'm not going to deviate from that at this point. I'm going to get one or the other models that I'm looking at, and if I can get it in the right color, great. If I can't get it, at least I'll have the right car, and I know that it's the one that fits me the best. So, um, If you are in the Rockford area and know of a car dealership and have somebody in there that could treat me fairly, let me know. I'll be willing to give it another shot, but in the meantime... Yeah, not going to happen. So let's go ahead and jump into the next song. It is called Old and All Alone by Real Friends. And when we come back, we got one more thing to talk about. So here we go. Stay here tripping on the same mistakes you are. Why you 
was old and all alone by real friends, and I do this a lot. I'm very apologetic, and I know that it's kind of a running joke with, uh, I don't know, like The Onion and places like that where they talk about people that podcast and apologize and say the next episode's going to sound better or be better, and yeah, I'm kind of fall into that same category, and I, uh, you know, I do it because I love it, so figure if you guys are still listening and keep coming back there's something you like about it too maybe you find it endearing i don't know but anyway um the next thing and the last thing i wanted to talk about this week is the uh, show art um specifically has to do with music being a drug and for me music has always been kind of my my outlet my gateway my uh value my Xanax. You know, it's been the thing that no matter what the situation or how I'm feeling or what's on my mind, what's going on in life, good, bad, or indifferent, that it's always there. And I can always rely on on certain artists, certain songs, certain genres to affect my mood or play to my mood or change my mood, whatever the need may be. And since I have since over the years kind of slowly tapered off and become a, a non-drinker, and over the years, I, you know, have gone from being a smoker to being an ex-smoker um, to not having any sort of habitual habits in the form of, of drugs, whether they be legal or illegal. It's uh, it's just it's important. And it's it's that even that much more important these days to have the music or uh, even film for that matter. Film does the same kind of thing uh, to have that in my back pocket, because for me, in my life, you know, through mental health issues and, and being on drugs for that and all the other vices I mentioned just a, a moment ago, uh, without those, everything that I do now, I face head on and I don't have that uh, that fallback. I don't have that outlet. I can't, like if I've had a really bad day, go and, um, you know, have a cigarette or if something terrible happens, I can't, I, I just, I won't allow myself to go, uh, you know, buy a bottle of whiskey and get drunk. It's just it's not me anymore. It's not who I am. So it, it makes things kind of that much harder to deal with things completely straight. But at the same time, at the end of the day, I know that when I wake up the next morning, I'll, I'll you know, feel better or I'll feel like, you know, at least I accomplished something there. And it's, it's craziness because there's nothing wrong with it. I mean, there's nothing wrong with having a drink now and then, or, you know, everything in moderation. If you want to have a cigarette every once in a while, I, is it going to kill you? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Uh, there's, there's just so many things out there that you can use as either recreation or, and, and a lot of that stuff has a purpose. I mean, whether it's pain medication or it's uh, marijuana or it's, um, you know, psychotropic drugs, uh, you know, antidepressants, if it's, um, what are I talking about? Like volumes, like anti-anxiety medication, they all have their purpose and they're there for a reason. And I don't, I don't, what I'm looking for. I'm not um, turning them into being the devil or being, you know, something that is evil by any stretch. I, I think that all of that stuff has a place and everything, you know, as long as it's in moderation is not a bad thing. You know, whether you, your crutch is food or caffeine or any of those other items, it's okay. But for me, music and, and film has become, well, and television too, I guess for that fact, has become my my go-to, my my thing that that gets me through. And ever since I, you know, was diagnosed with asthma and, and was on an inhaler and realized that, you know, steroid inhalers just really aren't great for you, um, I, I learned breathing techniques to kind of counteract. And then when I started having anxiety attacks, I realized that 
you know, those breathing techniques don't work in the same way, even though the feeling is kind of similar to having an asthma attack. So I've, I've learned, you know, some breathing techniques and other things that I can use to kind of still calm those feelings and bring me back to normal. But at the same time, there's days when things just get so incredibly hard, you know, and we've all been through those periods in our lives where you just, you just want to take the, the quick way. And I don't know, it just, something about it just anymore just doesn't appeal to me. And I, I don't know when that changed or why. I don't know if it was from my upbringing, you know, being raised with, you know, my a father that tended to be alcoholic and brother who was definitely alcoholic and abused all kinds of things. Um, kind of going through periods in my life where I, uh, you know, did all of the above at one point or another. It just, it just kind of uh, got phased out. And it's, uh, I just, I don't see it coming back. I mean, I, I, if anybody else in this world wants to do those things, that's what you're here for. That's, that's part of life. It's part of being a human being and making decision. That's free will. And I fully want you to exercise that right. I just, I wish sometimes that there was uh, other things that could get me through. And thank God I have music and I have film and I have television because without it, uh, things would be a whole lot harder than they are. And so that, that picture on the, the, uh, the show art, um, maybe a little bit kind of extreme, <laughs> but the concepts there that, uh, you know, you, you, you get to that point where you need something to kind of give you that boost or to get you over that hump and you grab your iPod or your go down to your, uh, CD collection or your record collection grab something that uh, speaks to you at that moment, whether it be a certain song or artist or album, put it on and just kind of let it wash over you and let it, you know, cleanse you of all the stuff that is, is going on inside your brain. Um, and the, the wonderful thing about it is that it's there for everybody. So anybody who ever needs those things, I hope that uh, you can find them and make use of them the same way I do. And, and in some regards, I, I hope that this show provides that sort of thing to you that, um, you can come to the show and, and maybe find a little bit of nugget of wisdoms that did not make any sense. You could find a nugget of wisdom here and there in what I say, but, um, even more so that the music would be something that hits you in that spot I was talking about and, uh, transport you to a different mindset, a different headspace. Yeah. I'm a fan. What can I say? of music, not myself. <laughs> Let's go ahead and jump into the next song. It is called Skipping Stone. It is by a repeat offender of the show Transit, but uh, Cody brought me this song and said, hey, have you heard of these guys? And check it out. And I, I had heard them, but I hadn't heard the song, and I just kind of, it just felt right. It's one of those songs that you, you listen to it, and you're just like, yeah, that's that's a good song. That's the one I want to I wanna share. So uh, we'll be back in just a few. I'm getting good at saying goodbye.
And we are back. That was Skipping Stone by Transit. And I am half tempted to go back and re-record the entire episode. <laughs> that has not happened in a long time, but I am just all over the place and just having a really weird day. So uh, thank you for sticking it out. Hopefully uh, you still enjoyed what you heard musically and you'll come back next week for another episode. So thanks for checking out episode 164 of the Sunshine Happy Pants Hour as we slowly creep towards 200 and my 10th anniversary of podcasting. It's coming sooner or later. But um, if you'd like to find me, you can find me on Facebook.com. Just look up Joel Happy Pants. That's K-P-A-N-T-S. Uh, Joel Happy Pants Hour, excuse me. Uh, you can also find me on Gmail. Shoot me an email at uh, joelhappypants at gmail.com. Uh, on Twitter at Joel Happy Pants. And the show is available through iTunes, Stitcher, TalkShoe, Pod Directory, and someday, someday maybe, Google Podcasts. Uh, also check out 40 Going On 14. You can find that at 40go14.com, iTunes, Stitcher, TalkShoe, Blueberry, The Musings of a Geek Podcast Network, and streaming Saturdays at noon on Geek Life Radio. You can also uh, find us on Facebook.com. Send us an email at 40go14 at gmail.com or uh, send us a voicemail at 708-NOW-RAP. That's 708-669-9727. And on Twitter at 40go14. Uh, the last two episodes we did, we did a double show on Thursday. Uh, it's a two-parter for Ethnic Foods. So if you are all about the foods from the Middle East, Asia, uh, Africa, I don't know, Mexico, Italian, Chinese, I, we talk about it all. And it was it was a fun couple of shows. So those are uh, going to be filler for this week and next week during the Thanksgiving holiday. So check those out when you get a chance. Also, the Coffin Joe cast with Killawilba. This week we had on uh, Kevin from the Undercover Unitards. It was kind of a serious show in a lot of regards, but it was still fun. I keep saying in a lot of regards. I don't know why. But uh, you can find that on iTunes, TalkShoe, Libsyn, and Stitcher. If you would like to be a third co-host on an episode, please uh, shoot us an email at coffinjoecast at gmail.com. Look us up on Facebook or uh, send us a voicemail at 661-434-5956 at 661-434-KWJO. And if you have an email for this show, you can send it to either one of those places or just shoot me an MP3 file on the email listed above. Um, uh, I also write for the CreeperCast, which is a horror movie review site and uh, just horror movie in general site. You can find that at CreeperCast.com. Uh, do write uh, movie reviews, top 10 lists, articles, and all those are available through that main website. And then while you're there, check out the podcast with Jason, Jeff, and Mike. It's a good time. If you're into horror films, it's a great place to go. Um, all the music tonight was provided to us by the artists themselves. Go support them directly, either buy it from their SoundCloud pages or wherever they sell their music. Um, if not, and you want a hard copy uh, through like CD or vinyl, go to your local record store, support, support, support independent businesses, support independent businesses and um, keep them alive because they're a dying breed, unfortunately. Uh, check out my blog at a momentary lapse with joel.blogspot.com. Or if you want to check out my defunct comic strip, go to facebook.com. Just look up Gregory, the really angry robot, and you will find it. Um, all the music tonight was new except for the last song. So after the outro, I thought we're going to take us back to 1991 uh, when Smashing Pumpkins were at the early part of their career when I first found them. And this is uh, one of those songs that came up uh, over the course of the week. And I didn't necessarily get a direct request to play it, but it felt right to go ahead and throw it in because uh, it's just a great song and uh, tends to remind people of me for some reason, which is good. I like being associated with Smashing Pumpkins. They're a favorite of mine. So the song is Snail. It's off of the album Gish. It's from the remastered version. Um, like I said, it's Smashing Pumpkins. And the last thing I'll leave you with is car shopping. Yeah, <laughs> it sucks. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. 
Love you guys. See you next week, kids. Men have arrived. Excuse me, I've got to go rehearse.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.